Welcome to Connecting the Dots, the podcast where we share our stories from the battlefield of consulting. I'm your host, Johnny Hill. I'm Thomas Yarnall. I'm Ryan Brady. I'm Leslie Mitchell. I'm Kareem Jamal. Today, we're going over what it looks like to be a consultant. We'll share from our own experiences, distinguish between contracting and consulting, and define what it takes to be a great consultant. Let's get started. So right off the bat, I think it'd be helpful to clarify what we mean when we say consulting, because often that term gets thrown around alongside other words like specialist or contractor, which all kind of mean slightly different things. So it might be helpful to kind of just clarify, what do we mean when we say we are consultants? So when we say consultant, I guess the, the definition in the dictionary is a person who provides expert advice professionally. But when we think about it at Expiro, a consultant is someone who can evaluate a client's needs and provide expert advice and opinion on what needs to be done. So it's taking the textbook definition and applying some domain knowledge and some experience from years in the field of being able to sort of read between the lines of what a client is looking for. And of course, the actual execution, we're not just doing advisement in a lot of areas, we are providing our skills to implement and execute designs as well. Big theme of consulting here is that every opportunity is different and different groups and organizations need different things. Some of them truly only need advice. And some of them need a lot of help with manpower to get a new product or feature off the ground and delivered to the marketplace. And we at Xperia do all of that. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's fair to say consulting isn't a one-size-fits-all thing. It depends on the need in the moment. But there's an overall thrust of consulting that's uh, let's find the best solution for your problem and help you get there. But I think a lot of, at least today, like it's really easy to get like consulting and contracting mixed up often because they coexist in a similar space and they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but there are some key similarities and key differences there might be good to kind of touch on. I think that one of the differences between um, a consultant and a contractor is how much advice and direction is given. I think um, at least the way that I would consider it a contractor is doing the work that they're asked to do and within a certain uh, set of boundaries will suggest and recommend, whereas a consultant might look outside of that set of boundaries and suggest a different approach. Something along those lines. Yeah, someone smart once told me the difference between a contractor and a consultant is that a consultant has an opinion. (laughs) So, you know, and a lot of times we do contract style work, right? We, We know what needs to be done and the path to do it and it's time on task that's required. But we also will have opinions about how things can be more productive, could save budget, can pull out less hairs (laughs) along the way that is an added value. And saying we have an opinion may sound like a bad thing, but that's actually a good thing. That's why a lot of people actually come to us uh, because they're looking for that expert opinion, right? Uh, consultants aren't expected to just do what we're told and, you know, whatever's in the backlog or written requirements, you know, put your head down and go do it. Uh, That's not what it means to be a consultant, right? There's a lot more to that. 
you are actually expected to speak up and step back and say, do these requirements even make sense? If not, it's your responsibility to uh, speak up and communicate that to the team and to the client saying, hey, you know, this doesn't sound right to me, or maybe we should look at some alternatives or approaches, either because it's not user-friendly or there's something bad in the experience, or there may just be a better way to do it that the client didn't think of, right? And so a lot of our questioning really tries to get to, let's step back from the pre-proposed solution. Tell me what the problem is, and then let's figure out maybe there are better solutions uh, that we can, uh, you know, employ to get there quicker or cheaper or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's actually, that just made me think about the difference between being asked a question where you might consider a contractor answering the question and a consultant asking if it's the right question. And continuing to expound on the question to not right. just take it at face value, but to ask deeper questions. If, like you said, is this the, the root of the problem? Is there something more broad that we need to take a look at systemically and drawing on our experience across multiple projects to help drive that. That's one of the things that has always drawn me to consulting is the opportunity to work on lots of different projects and get to see how things are built, um, both good and bad, good designs across a lot of different projects, and then being able to use and leverage some of that knowledge to drive questions and um, drive the design for a new project. Right. It's not just saying why, why over and over again, like your two-year-old, right? Uh, but there, there is some value in uh, questioning repeatedly and just asking why several times until you get to that root of the problem, right? And so it, it's getting the work done, but also throughout asking the questions that you need to, uh, not just upfront or at the very end, but like throughout the process. Right. The asking questions supports the work that needs to be done. You're asking so you make sure that you're spending your time and your expertise solving the right problem. You're not asking questions to avoid solving the problem or because you don't like how you need to solve the problem. Maybe that is the case, but it may just be, yeah, this is hairy no matter what. And we're asking why to clarify it, but it's going to be frustrating and, and difficult to solve it anyway, or maybe a, a difficult uh, implementation solution. You know, if that's the right answer to the question, then that's the right work that needs to be done. What consulting is not necessarily are the bobs from office space. Just to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is unfortunate. But I think there's a perception of consultants that this kind of helicopter in and All right. say some like irrelevant advice on a topic that they only didn't do any preparation for. They just dropped their opinion after sleeping for 18 hours on the plane and then leaving. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's like a, a common stigma that's around with consultants in general. And <laughs> that's not what we do. <laughs> no, it is a great movie. <laughs> but, but, but indeed, uh, as Ryan said, it's, uh, what we try to do is really get in there and understand the pain points. It's not just, you know, sort of a flyby where we come in, uh, you know, poop on some stuff and then leave, right? It's, it's not meant to be that. It's, it's the idea is we really want to be partners and really want to see you uh, succeed. And so that's, that's the mentality that we go in with as consultants. Like, hey, this is sort of our project, collectively we, right? now and so how what can we do to make it better 
we're not just observing you from a distance or a one-way mirror or something. Uh, but it's like really trying to feel the pain you have so we can come up with a good solution. Right. You're collaborating instead of swooping in and saying, all right, change all this. It's a, it's a longer term commitment there. And you're kind of in the whole process from beginning to end, ideally, so that as you're going through that process, you're continuing to come back to, all right, is this the right solution? Are we headed in the right direction? What needs to change? What can we speak to from our experience? But there's also a very real recognition like, yeah, the people that I'm working with and consulting with, like they know a lot too. I'm not the one who's coming in and saying, all right, here's, here's everything you need to change. I know everything. It's like, that's why we're asking questions is because we recognize that people we're working with have expertise that's valid and needed to speak to the whole process and to, to find the best solution. And it's not just for the financial benefit of doing the work and getting paid for it, right? But we, we truly do get happiness uh, when the projects succeed and uh, go on and then users come back with a thumbs up and uh, great comments about it. We've gotten into a little bit of how we approach consulting here at Xperia, but I feel like we've talked more about just generally what consulting is. So is there anything specifically different about how we at Xperia try to approach solving problems in consulting, particularly because of the spaces we work in and the complex domains we work on? I think Xperia has a nice breadth of knowledge um, and also some depth knowledge. So I think it helps that we've worked in lots of different industries and then we sort of tend to specialize in a few. And so we're able to reach across different projects and ask other Xperionauts uh, how they might approach something or how they might have done something in the past. So even if somebody's not directly on a project, we have resources available that could lend a hand at any time. All right. I would say in general, the culture we've tried to craft and cultivate here at Xperio is one of collaboration internally. And yeah, trying to trying to find people who are really smart and really know what they're doing and making sure that there's availability and flexibility there to, to reach over and say, hey, I, I don't understand how to work with this technology. Or just, hey, this client needs this solution and I know that you're super skilled with this does this seem like the right solution or is it, are we going in the wrong direction? I think there's also sort of a bit of a secret sauce in people that work at Xperia and that it tends to be people that are able to uh, read the room and can kind of decide when to take initiative, when to step back, when to ask questions and when to lead the way. And some of those things can't be taught directly with a slide deck or with some course you have to learn through experience and just who that person is. Um, naturally with the personality. And so I think that some of it really is just the people at Xperia. We are hiring, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, uh, we enjoy working with people who enjoy working with people and are good with, like you were saying, reading the room and finding solutions uh, and who know their stuff. So it might sound like a joke, but uh, yeah, we are, we are hiring and we'd love to, we'd love to work with people <laughs> like that. So if you're interested... Uh, check us out. And it is just speaking to that level of our depth and knowledge. There's been a few times where I like, hey, I'm considering this interesting vector-based search database to use on this project. Has anyone ever heard of it? And one of our guys is like, oh yeah, we actually helped with the founders get started on that project. And then 
a few months later, someone else posted on the channel, I'm thinking about using this product. Oh yeah, I actually used it and here's some things I learned. It, in some ways it's surprising. Maybe it shouldn't be surprising anymore. How often that these random technologies, like we have experience using it even internally, that then transfers to our different clients that are looking at various different ways to do things. And in the medical industry, actually, there's, they have the same problem that we saw in the financial industry. And the financial industry has a really good solution to it. Why don't we just pick it up and drop it in here? I think that's the kind of thing that a consultant can provide particularly well. That same vein, but kind of differently, is that there's transparency in the way that we communicate. So if we don't have an answer, we'll say that and we'll say we will go find the right answer for you. We won't just tell you what you want to hear. We'll be honest and let you know if we need to look that up or if we need to get some information from another source. There is a good deal of domain uh, learning that happens sort of on the fly, right? Because, because of the nature of the type of stuff we get into where it is you know, applications and products for expert users. We have to go in and like financial trading and off the run treasuries and how they work and, you know, the intricate details about how traders in that specific space work and trying to learn all of that. Uh, so there is a lot of transparency needed saying, hey, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Because we don't know exactly how you guys work. Or, you know, maybe I need to go do a little more reading to really understand what uh, this type of treasury even is or how it works. Uh, and that's where, you know, having a good support system is also helpful because you may not know it, but hey, did you know that the guy that, you know, is over here uh, working on another project at the company was actually in the financial field or even on the stock exchange floor, you know, uh, at a previous job. And so you can lean on him or her to give you some expert advice there. Definitely. One of the first projects I was on joining Xpero was a system for visualizing underground drills. And I had a lot of conversations with uh, Rick and others who have real experience working in that industry. And they were incredibly helpful. And someone like me who has no experience uh, learning what all the different measurements mean, what all the different terms mean, and really helping me to get up to speed so that I was more educated in being able to talk to the client about what we were building for them. Yeah, and I think aside from having that breadth of knowledge internally with the people we bring on, there's also been an effort to create space and time for people to go out and learn things themselves and saying, hey, we wanna, we wanna invest in you and your skill set. There's a new technology that we may, we may not have on a project, but we might have it one day and it's something you've expressed interest in. Let's, let's give you some time to go uh, study that and learn about it so that not only you're better equipped in case that project does come up in the future, but you're continuing to grow yourself, your career development, and your skill set. I think that's a really valuable part as well that we're trying to support and make room for uh, here at Xperia. That's a great point. Yeah, we, we do fully encourage and enable training and growth and you know, have even budgets and time set aside to encourage people to utilize it. And it, as Johnny said, doesn't have to be necessarily applicable to your direct project, but maybe something you learn or have interest in may influence more efficient solutions in a future project or you know, bring something to light that none of us knew uh, that you can come back and share. 
it's a great opportunity to uh, explore new avenues. Even. That way, next time you're, uh, you know, uh, diving into more depth, you don't find that you're out of your depth, pun intended. <laughs> Thank you, Kareem. <laughs> I do think it's worth uh, asking, though, like, obviously, we've discussed some of the challenges and unique aspects of consulting, but like, I want to hear from y'all, what are some of the unique both challenges and opportunities that you've come across in consulting uh, in technology in particular? Well, I'll just jump in. And I, I think the life of a consultant can itself be challenging because we are working with different domains every other week sometimes. We are working in different technology stacks, like different major versions of databases and languages. And uh, being able to hop back and forth between domains and pick up and absorb the knowledge and then apply it is a special challenge and can be difficult. Just the consulting life in general can be a challenge. Some people live for it. It's a, it's a major thrill to be learning new things and applying new skills and developing, but it also can be quite stressful. We need to play the It's a Hard Knock Life for us song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but this is something I, I actually make a point to stress whenever I interview new candidates is that actually this can be hard if you are hoping to have a normal, like you're going to do this and you're going to make widgets for this product for the next five years of your life. It's this ain't it. <laughs> and you really need to like be mentally prepared for that. Definitely. I think there's, there's an aspect of starting a new project similar to when you start a new job and you just feel like you don't know anything and you're always asking questions and you, you do have a lot to learn to get the feel, the lay of the land, um, if it's a new technology to you or one that you haven't touched in a very long time. And when you have traditional work that might occur every couple of years but when you're consulting and contracting that could be every few months where you join a project and you gotta ask all those questions again it sometimes your your ego might take a little bit of a hit if you've come from a project where you're you've been there a while you know everything you know all of the little esoteric bits of history for all of the different systems and you can answer just about any question and you switch over to a project and you're like oh right i haven't touched react in 2 years and now i need to work in that area it can it can be a challenge it's also very appealing. I mean, for somebody like me, I love that I get exposed to so many different things over such a short period of time. I mean, you really do grow leaps and bounds in your own capabilities in your own career because you're exposed to so many different technologies and so many different people, so many different ways of running a project. So you really are kind of exposed to things in a way that you wouldn't be somewhere that is you're just adding widgets to a component for five years, as Ryan said. I, I would you say that's a plus, right? Uh, and indeed, just those challenges are what our people enjoy. Like, give them an easy problem, and they're like, "Oh no, I don't. I'd rather not." Right? And that's why we attract the type of people we do, because the people that you know enjoy this type of stuff want to be challenged and sort of thrive under those challenges and that pressure, because they get to learn a lot quickly and sort of prove and uh, 
coming out the other end with a elegant solution to this problem that others thought was an impossibility. There's just something really satisfying about that. Right. And it goes to show that the value in consulting isn't always just the technical aspect like, oh, okay, you're worth bringing into this project because you know how to use React really well. And that's the only reason. Like, yes, that's important, but having the skill set around knowing how to best approach a new technology that you haven't used a lot, knowing how to ask the questions to, to better understand the domain you're working in, like that's where the biggest value is. Uh, and that's the stuff that's harder to learn. It's, it's, if you know what you're doing, it's easier to figure out a new technology or a new skill set. It's harder to know, like to be taught how to think critically in those situations. The other aspect that Xperia brings that I don't know that every uh, consultancy would bring, but definitely Xperia does is there is no micromanaging from our side of things. We really are all trusted to be expert consultants in the room that we're in. And we're allowed to navigate that as best we see fit. Uh, sometimes the clients might uh, have different opinions on how they would manage us, but in general, Xperia and uh, the people that we work with every day are allowed to, to be autonomous and to make those decisions in the way that they feel is best for the client. Right. And the other side of that coin is there's a freedom to raise your hand and say, Hey, I need help. Or, Hey, I don't know how to do something or I don't, I'm not super skilled with this. You don't get in trouble for saying, I'm not sure what to do, or I need training here. Instead, we'll, we'll come back and support you and say, okay, cool. Let's set you up with a mentor who knows how to do that or get you on a course to help get you ramped up on that. Uh, the, the skill is, is important, but it's also important to be able to have the freedom to say, hey, I need help. Oh, it's not a freedom. That's a requirement. You have to, yeah, you got to bring up your issues early because let's not forget that if a company is hiring us as a consultant, then for a variety of reasons, they cannot source the problem internally, right? Like maybe they just need more people. Maybe they're valuing an outside opinion, but they need help and they need it from outside and they probably need it now. <laughs> so there's pressure there and any kind of internal thing that can hold you back, you gotta be vocal about it. Right. These do not spend a full day stuck on a problem, just spinning your wheels, please bring it up to your team members and <laughs> even float it up to the broader, you know, some of our internal channels that we have about development or front end, back end or specific technologies just to, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's a chance that someone knows the exact answer and you can be on your way being productive again in 15 minutes, as opposed to just spending time hitting your head against mm -hmm. a brick wall. And that's what we're good at as consultants. It's, <laughs> it's a real skill of like, I'm not being productive. I know who to ask or I know to connect with people to get unstuck. Consulting is also being an expert at knowing your own limitations, right? And so that's where you do need to ask for help and have uh, cultivated an environment where you feel safe in speaking up and saying that, right? Uh, and knowing that no one's going to think you're dumb or anything, they're here to help. And, uh, you know, you're trusted to, uh, you know, raise your hand when you are struggling. Right. Contrary to the, like, 
popular view that uh, consultants are all stuck up, big ego people. You really can't afford to have a big ego if you're constantly saying, I'm not sure what the solution is. I need to go figure that out. I need to ask someone. So creating a culture where people aren't encouraged to have a big ego and act like they're better than everyone else is pretty important when the work you're doing actually requires that. And connecting this to the, the first point, because, well, we are connecting the dots, uh, but to the first point of consulting versus contracting, I would say consulting is also a way of thinking and behaving, right? In addition to just the work itself, you come at it with a different mindset. Yeah, and I think if Xperia was a, a company full of ego-driven people, we wouldn't be successful. We are asked back and we are recommended to others because... We are transparent and we are honest when we don't have an answer and we are patient and we listen. And I think if we were just walking in, telling them, and pointing and directing at what they're supposed to do, we wouldn't be invited back. I think that kind of touches on one of the challenges from a soft skills point of view for consulting, because there can be sometimes a resistance from people who are employees at the company that you're being hired by who may resent the fact that there are consultants being brought in, or maybe they want to be seen as the smart people in the room instead of, you know, we've got this fancy consultant coming in from Houston and being able to come in and work with the team in a way that is overall positive and you need to be able to provide your services so that those who hired you are happy with the end result but you also can't just be the Superman that comes in and, oh, well, your, your people aren't that great. It's like, no, you, you need to make sure that the people that you're working with who are the employees there still look good because if they still look good, they will like you more. <laughs> right, and, and you'll get more done if you're empowering the people you're working with rather than tearing them down. Like there's a time to say, hey, that's not the right solution. We need to go in a different direction, but even that you can do in a way that is positive and not just saying, I know everything and I'm going to take over. It's, hey, let me empower you. Here's, here's some ideas that I have. Let's work together to find the solution. Adaptability is key, right? You can't just go in, as you said, and just enforce your own way of working. You have to adapt to how they're used to working. They have certain boards set up a different way or they have a different management style. You know, our job is to sort of be like a chameleon and then take that on and uh, work and be productive without disrupting the way they're used to working. And sometimes that means allowing them to take credit for things or take leadership roles in certain projects where maybe it originally was your idea, but you're the consultant here. They're the person who works there. They're the employee. So allowing them to take credit or take leadership and just kind of sit in the background, continuing to empower them and help things to head in the correct direction without taking all of the glory for yourself. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> Internally, you can gloat all you want. <laughs> but right, if, you're, if your job is to come in and actually help the process go more smoothly, help make sure you're solving the right problem with the right solution, then that should be making the people you're working with and partnering with look good. If you're just coming in and making everyone else look bad, you might not actually be solving the right problem. I don't know if this is the right audience, but have you guys seen uh, my big fat Greek wedding? Yes. 
-hmm. the scene where they're at the restaurant and the aunt is talking to um the the main character's mom and and dad and or i guess mainly her mom and she talks about being the neck that turns the head i think about that way more than i care to admit because <laughs> honestly like if you're if you're just trying to talk at someone or you're trying to convince them of something a lot of times there's resistance um, or there's defensiveness but if you're the neck that turns the head right they don't really know that you're kind of directing them in a certain way but then they're looking where you're pointing right i feel like that happens a lot in the way that we interact with clients and i think it's a one of the strengths of Xperia is to get them where we're trying to lead them without pushing them down a path. That's a great example. I remember that quote now. I was waiting for someone to, to bring yeah. some sort of big fat Greek wedding joke, but I guess I probably have seen it more than you can. It's been a little while since I've seen it. All right. Well, we should probably wrap it up there, but uh, I guess before we finish, let's just kind of go around and get some closing thoughts from everyone. I mean, I think a takeaway of being a consultant is to just be human and to treat people like you would want to be treated, right? Like it's just kind of obvious if you step back and think about it, you look at the big picture, you figure out if you're uh, approaching and solving the right problems, asking the right questions, and then you treat people with respect. I mean, I really enjoy the consulting side of software. It's enjoyable to dive in and say, Hey, I haven't touched this thing for a while. Let's jump back into this tech or let's jump back into this problem space and ramp up quickly and get productive again in a completely different environment. Something that kind of drove me away from the traditional working at a company was I didn't want to join some advertising company and just become an expert in ad space for five years or more and being able to learn about different technologies and different domains and industries is one of i think the joys of working in consulting like ryan said you get to meet people you get to ask questions of subject matter experts in lots of different industries and getting to see and piece together the patterns from one industry to another is definitely a delight to anyone who loves patterns and recognizing how something is a type of another thing from completely separate areas of life. So I'd say that's that's one of the things that keeps me going in consulting. For me, consulting is kind of a dream job where I get to meet lots of new people. I like people and I get to learn lots of new technologies. I love learning new technologies. It's great. It comes with the good and the bad because there is churn and turmoil and different projects to work on companies uh, you know they need help with a particular problem so it doesn't always require years and years of the same work but it's uh it's a lifestyle and i enjoy it thanks for connecting with us today if you have a complex software problem that needs solving thoughts on what we discussed today or ideas on what topics we should tackle next, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at experoinc.com or on Twitter at experoinc. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you next time.
in a room full of tech men who are in tech, I would think that movie quotes is high up there in your list of things that you can just spit out. So I guess I just picked the wrong movie. Yeah. All I remember is there's something about Windex, you, but that's about it. Yeah, Windex solves everything. Anchorman quote. <laughs> well, is there a, a playable Anchorman quote? I killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> I think a, a good Anchorman quote would be, well, You're that wrong. escalated quickly. <laughs> I feel like that applies to a lot of consulting engagements. 